0: Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory, Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead. that you sent me. When he said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. The gospel of the Lord Praise In the name of God, the one who made us, loves us, and keeps us. Amen. From our reading from the revelation to John that Brian read so beautifully just a few moments ago. See, I am making all things new. The writer of the Revelation to John envisions a day when the world as we know it will have passed away. A day when all people will be gathered around God in unity and in peace. When God will have wiped away every tear from our eyes when death will be no more, when mourning and crying and pain will be no more. This passage was included in ancient burial liturgies, and it is a reading that we still use for funerals to this day in the Episcopal Church. And it's easy to see why. There is a timeless, enduring quality to it. It has lovely poetic cadences, cadences, and these are balm for our souls during times of grief. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Sometimes God's most beautiful gifts are given to us during times of trial. John was exiled on the island of Patmos when he had this beautiful vision from God. It was during a time of very intense persecution of the early Christians by the Roman Emperor Diocletian. It was a brutal time, and John had much to despair about. And there are some crazy apocalyptic images in the revelation to John that speak to that reality. But at its core, at its heart, the letter of the revelation to John is a letter of hope and joy and deep, deep consolation. John sent his vision in letter form to seven different churches in the western part of present-day Turkey to help them see that the struggles that they were experiencing did not have the last word and that they could claim hope in their faith in Jesus Christ. The Roman Empire would ultimately pass away. And it would ultimately be replaced by the new Jerusalem, the heavenly city where there is no crying, where there is no pain, only joy, only joy. This heavenly vision is what we baptize Isaiah, Elizabeth, Giovanna, Josephine, and Genevieve into today. That's what we're baptizing them into. They are dying to death and being raised with Christ to live in the new Jerusalem. Not just one day, not just one day at the end of their lives. No, they are baptized into the heavenly city today. They are becoming citizens of that heavenly city today eternity is now and it will go on forever and we are all tapping into that joy and that eternal peace today and most of all most of all we are being reminded of the unbounded love of Jesus Christ it's available right now it's always here And we are being reminded that we are loved with an unquenchable love. All of us, all people of every nation and race and creed. God loves us with a tender, fierce love. And these beautiful children are being baptized into an awareness of this. Their baptism Is an awakening, the beginning of a growing consciousness over time of the timeless, infinite, and yet deeply personal love that God has for all of us. They are being filled with that love that we are all filled with, and it surrounds and pervades all of creation. A love that is stronger than death. A love that will sustain them in good times and in bad. And as they grow up here, we will teach them to understand the world this way. We will teach them that nothing ever can separate them from the love of Jesus. They are being marked as his own forever today. And we will teach them To look at everything that is happening in our world in the light of eternity. That forever. Eternity is that forever that knows no beginning and no end. The alpha and the omega, the sacred circle that God draws around all life. And understanding the world this way gives us all strength. And it gives us a joyful spirit, a hopeful outlook as we deal with the trials of our day. We work for justice for all people with the light of the heavenly city to guide us. We strive for peace for all people knowing that it will come in fullness one day. And looking at life this way, living this way is powerful When we see someone who is walking toward the heavenly city and someone who already knows that they are dwelling in the heavenly city all at the same time, we know when we see someone who is living that way, we know that we have seen the face of God. These children are becoming Christians today. They're being empowered to look at the world this way. The way that Jesus looks at the world with a loving heart. Christianity at its core, at its heart, is about love. The love that God has for us and the love that God wants us to show others. Christianity is about that sacrificial, radical love Of Jesus. It's about loving people who look like us and don't look like us. It's about loving people who think like us and who do not think like us. It's about being so secure, so secure in the love of Jesus that we can be ourselves and that we can also be open to what others have to teach us. It's about love. It's about love. It's about love. This past week, I saw an interview with Dr. Jeffrey Cohen, the president of Allegheny General Hospital in Pittsburgh. And that is where the Tree of Life shooter was taken for treatment after he killed 11 people gathered for worship last Saturday morning. Robert Bowers ran into the synagogue shouting vile anti-Semitic slurs and he was still shouting things when he came into the emergency room that morning. And who was there to care for him? Who was there to care for Robert Bowers? A Jewish nurse and a Jewish doctor. They took care of him. They took care of him just like they would take care of anyone else. And Dr. Cohen went into his room later and simply said to him, Hello, I'm Dr. Cohen. Are you experiencing any pain? He asked this man who had just inflicted so much pain on so many people, whether he was in any pain. That's incredible. To show concern for the well-being of someone who just killed people near and dear to his heart. Dr. Cohen knew the people who were killed that day. They were his neighbors. He knew them. They were his friends. And it is absolutely miraculous that he was able to do that. The reporter asked Dr. Cohen how he was able to do that. And he simply said, I thought it was important to at least talk to him you can, on the one hand, say that we should talk to each other and then not talk to him. He added that he had been deeply moved by the family members and the congregation at Mother Emmanuel, African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston several years ago after they forgave Dylan Roof, the young man who killed their loved ones. He saw how powerful it was, and he wanted to follow their example. By Dr. Cohen's example, the world got a glimpse of the heavenly city last week. The new Jerusalem coming down from heaven we got a glimpse of how things are supposed to be and how they will one day be perfectly. That is my prayer for these beautiful children this morning as we baptize them, that they will learn to love like the people of Mother Emmanuel. that they will learn to love like Dr. Cohen, that they will learn to love with the radical love of Jesus Christ. All Saints Sunday reminds us to view our current circumstances in the light of eternity. We are all called to work for a better world in the here and the now. And to do that, To do that, knowing that one day, one day, all things will be brought to perfection. The home of God is among mortals. See, I am making all things new.